Welcome, 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 welcome back. How many welcomes was that? I don't know. Kind of back. A lot. I'm just welcoming my audience back to another riveting episode of Black Cats and Zodiac. Yep. I apologize. I was eating one of those strawberry shortcakes, and now my my mouth is just needing moisture. Yeah, well, you know, you know what you can do about that. Drink some water. Got it. Sure. Get in there. What? Exactly. Well, you see, um, we here at Black Cats and the Zodiac um, really enjoy uh, margaritas in the morning. At least half about. of us do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you decide which half that is. I mean, he is a whiskey guy. <laughs> um, no, hi. This is your host, Rachel. Um, I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Podcast and Sorry again. <laughs> <laughs> the the male, my male counterpart here, it's Ethan. Mm-hmm. He's my co-host. And um, he also has his own little podcast. It's a big <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I didn't really call it like that. I just feel like it's cute. <laughs> it's a cute little podcast. I'm going to pinch its little cheeks. I'm going to cry when I drop it off at kindergarten. Please don't. Okay. What, drop my podcast off at kindergarten? That too, but don't cry. <laughs> you soft ass bitch. I just always remember like as a kid... Being in kindergarten, I was like looking at all the kids who cried. I'm like, weak ass pussies. <laughs> I was so excited to be away from home. <laughs> fair, fair. School was just my son. Oh, yeah. I just loved it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Trauma. <laughs> you would have not been excited if COVID happened while you were going through elementary school. No, because they, looked, they shut down the libraries, the public libraries. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I would have been fine if COVID hit when I was in elementary school mm-hmm. and in school in general if the libraries were open. Sure. I can just hide away and read a book. Yeah. Big deal. But if the libraries are fucking closed, I would just go, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, Ethan would like to tell you about his podcast. I would? Yeah, absolutely. You oh, would. well, there's this uh, spicy little podcast called The Blurbs. Spicy. It's uh, the basically learning useless random bullshit podcast. It's an acronym. It's a thing. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about science. Talk about history. We talk about big dick sex energy. toys. Oh yeah. Uh, we haven't discussed big dick versus small dick energy yet, but that was like so 2018. <laughs> 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 Am I right? Yeah. I mean, Lotto has a song called "Big Big Energy," which is big dick energy. Sure. And that's relatively recent. As a re-release, you know, because artists do their own thing. Right. For a while. Yeah. So it's not just 2018. Sad. Okay. Um, if you've noticed, we are not on YouTube. Again. This episode. Again. We are at Athen- Athens. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, audience. We're at Athens. And um, 
when I'm... That, I guess that means we can't film things at my house. Well, I don't think about it. Because it's a fucking embarrassment. Just kidding. It's not an embarrassment. No? It's fine? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's not... I feel like it's polite to just kind of hold it down at my house. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Because I don't know. What if, like, we're filming and then in the background you've got, like, this thing and you're like, oh, damn it, I don't want anyone to see that. And Sure. Like, I know that... I need to get a little closer. Sorry. It's very quiet. I, I know that I film things and I'm like, oh, there's my dildo in the background. I guess I'll clap <laughs> I mean, you don't really have to worry about that here. No. I mean, no. That you know of. We'll clean his, quote unquote, clean his room later. (laughs) 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 I've only ever done that once. It's the universal, I'm going to search your shit when a woman's like, I'm going to clean your house. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Found a lot of drugs (laughs) that I didn't know were there. And then I had to call. It was a whole thing. It was funny. Funny now. Not funny then. Sure. Anyway, I would like to also welcome you all to Black History Month. Indeed. Um, Today actually happens to be Rosa Parks' birthday. Mm-hmm. She passed away in, t- what was it, 2016? I want to say. I can't remember when she passed away. Um... A little fun fact, the CEO of Little Caesars was paying her rent for decades. She died in 2005. Oh, sorry, sorry. 2005. I guess, what? That was so wrong. What? (laughs) My, she passed away in 2016. (laughs) Sure. Aw, she passed away in Detroit, Michigan. That's sad. No one needs to end their life in Detroit. Be careful what you say about Detroit. Why? Eminem's going to come at you. Eminem? Do you really think Eminem listens to us? I feel like he might have like some like just little things he really kind of cares about. Just that no one really cares about. What, like our podcast? That would be fucking rad. He's just like, actually, I care about Detroit. He's, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I mean, oh, he's probably he's probably saying, you know, that's where I lived. That's where I grew up. But you're right. I don't, I don't want to die in Detroit. He still lives in Detroit. Sure. He probably doesn't want to die there. No, like, he's not there right now. His daughter even went to, like, uh, Michigan State or something. Like, she well. like, stayed in Detroit. Um, okay, anyway, one second. One, one thousand. Hey. <clears throat> what you doing? I went to Boston. <laughs> Recently? 2019. Okay. I'm so around the time that you thought Rosa Parks was dying. Apparently. Um, (laughs) And I bought myself these African-American history knowledge cards. And um, I have ashamedly never looked through them. Huh. May I have the other box? Absolutely, sir. So what we're going to do, we're going to pick five cards in total. Five cards total? Yeah. And we're going to discuss them right now. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Kenny Washington, all right. <laughs> Just random. Just random? Yeah. Well, because, I mean, at the blurbs, we're celebrating Black History Month, too, so I just want to make sure that we don't talk about any of the people that I want to talk about. So. Oh, well, we're going to write them down. 
Oh, we're going to write them down? Yeah. Or at least, like, I'll take a picture of them so we know. Fair. <laughs> but, I, I mean... That's why you're looking through it? Yeah. Okay. I'm looking through it. See, uh... Because you already have people? I do. Yeah. You're not me? Nope. <laughs> I, I mean, that is the, the difference. Okay. I'm just going to... How many did you pick? I got two. So you want me to pick three? Yeah. Okay. I want... This one. And... That one. And one from the back. Three women. I got a man and a woman. A football player, if you will. It looks like more like rugby, though. Oh, that's old school football. Leather helmet and everything. Mm-hmm. But you'll like see. him. Are we doing this in chronological order? Do you want to do it I don't know. This is, your, this is your podcast. All right. Um, oh, you've got Josephine Baker. I did. Go, go off. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to start with Josephine Baker? Yeah. Want me to just read the card? Yeah. Uh, this is from uh, Knowledge Cards, Great African Americans, um, just for plagiarism. Uh, <laughs> we don't. We want to cite. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We cite want because we're we're gonna cite our sources. Josephine Baker, born 1906, died in 1975. From the time she was a little girl, Josephine Baker was drawn to the glamour of the theater. Despite living in the slums of St. Louis and being pulled out of school before she turned 10, she found the courage and had enough talent to follow her dreams. Baker danced in vaudeville houses and joined a traveling dance troupe when she was 16. In 1923, she landed a chorus line spot in the Broadway show Shuffle Along. But it was in Paris two years later that she stepped fully into the spotlight in La Venue Negre. Uh -huh. uh -huh. uh, <laughs> Baker fell in love with Paris and the city responded in kind. She was irreverent and exotic, known for her magnetic stage presence, lush body, deep red lipstick, and outrageous promotional antics, including her famous walk with a leopard down the Champs Elysees. Whatever that is, it's French. Um. Uh, a politically courageous woman, Baker spoke and acted against racism throughout her life and was a member of the French Resistance in World War II, for which she earned both the Medal of Resistance and later the Legion of Honor. Round of bada bing, bada bip. That's a great picture, too. That She's a, a hottie. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no, no. What? Don't put it back. Don't put it back. No. Okay. Gotta take a picture. For the, for the Insta. All right, I'll go. Okay. Alrighty, so I'm going to start with Kenny Washington because, same last name, uh -huh. so we're probably related. Um, sure. I like, to, I like to, you know, pretend. Um, Kenny Washington was born in 1918, which is funny because my grandmother was born in 1919. Um, she's no longer with us, but... Neither is Kenny. Indeed. So, in the late 1930s, there were a glorious time for UCLA football with Kenny Washington and Jackie Robinson among the great players of the 1939 season. Wow. Indeed. While Robinson went on to break baseball's color line, Washington broke the barrier in professional football. Which is related to that. Um, I'm sure most of you know that the Eagles and the Chiefs are playing in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. This is going to be the first time in Super Bowl history that two black quarterbacks are playing. That's rad. Yep. That's super neat. So it's thanks to guys like Kenny Washington. Indeed. And Jackie Robinson that things like that are possible. 
That's super sweet. Fun facts. That's super cool. <laughs> oh, even more reason to watch the Super Bowl, even though it's interrupting Rihanna's concert. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We're, it's fine. Like we're 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 here for everything. Um, where was I? Um, yeah. After setting a number of records in college, he was the first UCLA football player to become an All-American player by consensus. Washington was unable to play the National Football League as team owners conspired to exclude blacks from the league from 1934 to 1946. What do you mean? Super rich white people would never do that. They're hella racist, my guy. <laughs> hella racist. Satire, my dear. Satire. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> he instead became a star player in the lesser and integrated West Coast Professional Football Leagues. Everything changed when the Rams integrated the team as part of a contract with owners of the Los Angeles Coliseum, Washington, and UCLA teammate Woody Strode joined the team in 1946. Washington won distinction by being the first to sign. Knee injuries lim- limited his career with the Rams to brief, um, to sorry, to three brief seasons. In 1956, he was inducted into the National Football F- Foundation's College Football Hall of Fame. He should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, too. And that is Kenny Washington. <laughs> Kenny Washington. Ethan is now Googling. He wants to know more. I do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, he's just in the... National Football Foundation Hall of Fame. Which makes me wish uh, I would have went to UCLA more. Sure. Mm-hmm. Go off. Leontony? Maybe. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Price. Leontony? I, I don't Leontine? know. Leontine? Leontine? Maybe. Yeah, that sounds good. Leontine. Sure. I'm so fucking sorry. So sorry. <laughs> it does not have like a pronunciation little no, bar thing. No, it doesn't. And um, I did just bring this on Ethan. Sure. He's usually very good at this. Regarded as one of the greatest sopranos of the 20th century... Leontine Price possesses not only an extraordinary native gift, but a certain inner majesty, nothing but a mirror in her view of the grandeur of the operatic expression itself. In a long, distinguished, and sometimes controversial career, Price has embodied the spirit of the artist as its most finely developed level. At its awesome. most finely developed level. Raised by proud, hardworking parents in Laurel, Mississippi. At age nine, Price heard Marian Anderson in concert and immediately determined to pursue a music career. She won a scholarship to Juilliard, and her first big performance break uh, came in 1952 when Virgil Thompson cast her in a revival of Four Saints and Three Acts. In her 1961 debut at the Metropolitan Opera, roughly the time of this photograph, she received an ovation that lasted 42 minutes. Wow. Asked by an interviewer about competitive feelings towards younger stars, she replied, why should I feel threatened? There'll never be another me. Bam. That's on confidence. Yep. <laughs> Damn. Yep. Mm-hmm. Goodness. She's beautiful. They're all beautiful. Oh, my yep. God. Yeah. I really do want to know how to pronounce her name, though. She's still alive. Wow. Yep. She was born in 1927, but she's still alive. Age 95. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Just know how to look pronounce up pronunciation. 
Leontine. Leontine, Leontine Price. Price. Leontine Price. There we go. You'll learn something new every day. Yeah, I'm learning things right now. All right, so now I have for you Lillian, or sorry, Lillian Ivanti, who is also an opera singer. Excellent. <laughs> Indeed. So, but she's older. So she and um, Levantine, Leontine, sorry, probably worked in similar circles. Sure. Um, <clears throat> Although it looks like yeah, Lillian was, was a bit older, about 30 yeah. years older. She was born in 1890. And she died, passed away in 1967. Lillian Ivanti was one of the first African Americans to develop a professional career in grand opera. So she walked so Leontine could run. Right. Um, between 1925 and 1928, she studied and performed in many of the principal opera houses in France and Italy. When she auditioned for the Metropolitan Opera in 1932, however, the company's exclusionary racial policy made it impossible for her to perform there. Fucking dicks, my guy. Yep. <sighs> what do you mean? Rich white people would never do that. They're so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that same year, Ivanti gave a recital at the oh, at the Belasco Theater, the only prestigious stage in Washington, D.C., to present performances by African-American artists to, to segregated audiences. Two years later, she gave a command performance at the White House. <laughs> Indeed. Ivanti <coughs> embarked on several concert tours in Africa where she was decorated for her cultural contributions in Nigeria, Liberia, and Ghana. In 1957, she wrote Ghana's independent song. Well, that's amazing. That's amazing. And lastly, but not leastly, we have Althea Gibson. Althea Gibson was a talented kid with a tennis racket growing up in New York City during World War II. By virtue of her skill and toughness as a competitor, she would eventually rise to the top of her sport, and amid the changing social climate in the United States, she would become the player who broke the racial barrier in championship tennis. Fucking sweet. She handled the latter difficult role with both equanimity and the same ripping serves she used to dispatch opponents. A native of South Carolina... Gibson was a star in the Negro Youth Leagues in New York by 1943, and five years later, she won the women's title for the first of five times. Wow. In 1950, she became the first African-American to play at the U.S. Open and in 1951 at Wimbledon. Mm -hmm. Thereafter, she honed her skills while working as an athletic instructor and playing team tennis. In 1956, her game came together, and for the next three years, she burned up the tournament circuit, sweeping most of the majors in both 1957 and 1958. Gibson was elected to the National Lawn Tennis Hall of Fame in 1971. Wow. She was the original Serena. Indeed. Yep. Which is so crazy. <laughs> she's Althea Gibson, but she's yep. she, again, walked so Serena could run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are... Those are some prominent African American people whose history you may not know have known about. It was nice. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, thank you. Me. Yeah, no problem. What am I gonna do? Say no? I mean would've awkward. I'm gonna play the role of the rich white guy and, and uh, I think I'm we, gonna start we discriminating. Can't celebrate African American even though I know I'm dating a black woman. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> I thought I was in the clear. <laughs> oh God. Twerking, Miley Cyrus, right? 
She invented that, right? Oh, goodness. Uh, All right. Now to um, get to the juicy, juicy. The juicy, juicy of the juice. All righty. So I wanted to have that little ad lib in there. Or not ad lib, but that little section in there. Because I feel like with Black History Month, all you kind of usually get is like Oprah being like the first black billionaire. Uh-huh. Harriet Tubman, the leader of the um, underground. Railroad? Yes, thank you. Frederick Douglass and his writings and his contributions. Martin mm-hmm. Luther King Jr. and his. Right. <laughs> they were all in this stack of cards. Oh, absolutely. That's why I kind of had to dig through a little bit to find random ones. Because like the first two or three I found were like, Frederick Douglass, Malcolm X. I'm like, everyone knows about these guys. Well, not everyone, because, like, they know <clears throat> half of Martin Luther King Jr.'s kind of struggle, and they um, don't like to talk about Malcolm X very much. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, he's much too controversial. So, <laughs> Still. Yeah. Because they don't, want, they don't want to create an uprising, even though we outnumber the few by very many. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway... So, um, I think this is going to be interesting for you and fun. Okay. Because I know how much you love this person and his contributions to football. Um, so... Who are we talking about? There aren't very many football players that I'm like, wah, I know. There's there's a lot of them. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. Um, so... I was listening to the radio, I want to say. And they Mm -hmm. were talking about this. Uh Uh-huh. Um... I think it was the radio or my my scared to death podcast I listened to. Um, so following his ayahuasca trip, uh-huh. which for those of you guys who don't know, um, ayahuasca is a you trip balls and shit your pants. Yeah, it's it's a it's a hallucinogen that is said to like open up the um, the perineal gland and just floods your body with DMT and you just get like super high. But it's a hallucinogen, so you also, like, get in contact with, like, right. your inner self or whatever. It's highly recommended that you have a guide. Yeah, because so you, so you don't get lost in yourself and, like, right. experience your ego death that you're not able to actually get out of. Yeah. Um. So, Aaron Rodgers uh-huh. reports... Yeah, he, uh, he does ayahuasca in the offseason and wins MVPs. Yeah, so um, this last time, though... He um, did it, and then he reports that he's been haunted by the hat man. The hat man? Yes. So if you don't know... Like the one that we seen... listened to on, on Scared to Death? Like the Absolutely. fucking... The hat yes, man? Yes, yes, He's haunted yes. by the hat yes, man. Yes, yes. So if you don't oh, know... God. Which I do not think that you do. He's a cryptid, but firstly, I want to say that cryptids are supernatural beings that um, are usually more present in nightmares, but... A Wikipedia would argue that a cryptid is a creature that may exist somewhere, as there are cryptozoologists, and, um... <laughs> no shit! <laughs> Ethan Googled it, He's, he fact-checked They don't me. talk about that on ESPN, funny enough. I mean, why, how could you? <laughs> I think that's the story that they should be covering, not this boring I mean, analytic shit. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess. No. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so, um... It's hilarious. The hat man is a being that wears what has most commonly been described as a bowler hat or bowler hat. And sometimes it's a top hat, sometimes it's a fedora. 
He's tall, about like six to ten feet, and he sometimes appears to be wearing like a trench coat kind of thing. He usually has like piercing red eyes, but sometimes he's just like all shadow, like the darkest of darkness. And but just the outline is the hat man, and he just appears in the middle of the night. And you don't really know what's going on. It's usually the middle of the night because that's when yeah. most things happen. Um, and But he usually comes out in like moments of sleep paralysis. Uh-huh. So I think that it's kind of a scary that after like doing ayahuasca, where you're opening yourself up to the world, the universe and whatever, what have you. I've never done a hallucinogen, so I'm not really sure what happens. Right. Um, that the hat man would enter into your space. I'm not sure if that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll I'll be paying a cl- a close attention to this. <laughs> yeah, because like that's a spiritual awakening. So like, why would why would the hat man come in there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As to, like, why it's not on ESPN, you're going to have to ask ESPN. <laughs> Probably because they're scared. Yeah. To report interesting things. Um, also... They're, uh, they're... And for good reason, mm-hmm. ESPN is more um, involved with the LeBron James thing. Um as of this morning, he's 63 points from catching Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most points scored in NBA history. Fuck yeah, that's 63, history. 63, so, you know... That's history. That's, that's uh, two solid games away, maybe three average games away. So we're looking at... He plays today against the Pelicans. He could break it tomorrow against the Thunder or on Thursday against the Bucks. That's fair. If he fucking kills it tonight against the Pelicans, he could do it today, but... Um, I was reading that the tickets to that Thunder Lakers game, because it's most likely going to happen then, mm-hmm. those tickets are fucking selling, like, Hot for cakes. outrageous money. Taylor Swift money? Just outrageous money. Taylor Swift money. It's like when Barry Bonds was about to break the home run record, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden those those ticket prices just skyrocketed. People like to witness history. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's so that's why ESPN doesn't talk about Aaron Rodgers and his ayahuasca. Because <laughs> the hat man? Yeah, the hat man. <laughs> also in football news, because it's Rihanna, um, there's a Michigan priest that had passed away temporarily. And um, like they brought him back. So that's why it was temporarily. But <laughs> He was temporarily dead. Okay, so mm-hmm. if you are married... And you temporarily die. Are you still married when they resuscitate you? I feel like that's that's the whole Jon Snow thing when he died. <laughs> and it was like, are you still a member of the Night Watch now? You you're you were dead. Yeah. Right. And then he went and fucked off and started a war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would think that your your marriage is voided when you die. Depends on which religion you are in when you get married and how actually you, much you care about your partner. Sure. <laughs> I just don't, I mean, legally. I'm not talking about, like, religious precedents. I'm talking about legally. Is your marriage over when you die and then well, it's, okay. like, voided when you're okay. resuscitated? Okay, let's, you know let's I mean? do that. Okay, so if you're in one of those situations where you have a prenup and they die... 
they get all your shit, and yeah. then you come back to life, and you're like, yeah, I'm broke. I'm a broke bitch. It doesn't. It, is, it doesn't <laughs> say that you like have a specific amount of time before you get to collect. <laughs> right. Dead. Claim the shit. Oh, he got resuscitated in five minutes. Well, Too bad. He doesn't I, have any shit anymore. It's all mine. I know what to add into my will. Yeah. Looks like we're not getting married anytime soon. I mean, you don't even want to get married. That's true. I love it. I love marriage. It's weddings. nothing against Rachel. It's just I've been married twice and I don't really want to do it again. I've not been planning my wedding. I've been planning my divorce. Yeah, exactly. So it's so strange that I would be so excited about a wedding. <laughs> But I guess it's just the, like, the, I'm not going to get into it. I mean, um, it's just romantic. Sure. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a cheesy sap, though. I love those romantic comedies. I love them. All right. I, so, going back to these cards for a okay, second, because yeah. I just noticed something. You said you got these in Boston? Yeah. They're made here. You didn't even have to go to Boston to get them. They're made here. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> you probably paid sales tax for these motherfuckers when you didn't need to. I did pay sales tax for these motherfuckers. <laughs> no, I'm not mad at it, though. You know, sure. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. That's good. Because being mad at it wouldn't well, change anything. Shout out to way. Pomegranate Communications, Inc. Of Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Not Boston. Not a tourist attraction in Boston. Mm-hmm. Fast and baked beans. Mm-hmm. All right. So the Michigan priest, he passed away temporarily because they were able to bring him back. Um, but upon his awakening, they asked, like, oh, my God, what did you see? You're a priest. What did you see? He explained that he had descended into hell. Oh, he was a bad boy. Indeed. Probably all those children. Maybe. But his description is quite funny because for him, hell... Hell, heal, hell, hell, appeared to be souls being tortured by having to listen to Umbrella nonstop by Umbra- Rihanna. What? That That's what his hell okay, was. Okay, that sounds like complete horseshit. I mean, you can Google it, but I think that's hilarious. It's not that bad of a song, but I wouldn't want to listen to it for eternity. Ugh. Ethan Comper. No, I was thinking. I was thinking about a hell joke that I that I heard at one point. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy dies and he goes to hell, mm-hmm. and uh, he's you know taking the tour with Satan, and Satan tells him that he has three rooms to choose from to spend eternity in. Mm-hmm. So he goes in the first room, and it's a room um, half full of piss, and people are doing handstands in it. Interesting. He's like, that's fucking gross. What's number two? Uh, number two uh, is uh, piss and fecal matter, and people are doing handstands and that. And he's like, wow, yeah. that's even worse. Then the next room uh, is piss and fecal matter and blood and all kinds of terrible, terrible thing, like the worst concoction you can think of. But everyone's standing on their feet drinking coffee. He's like, okay, that's not bad. I think I'll choose this one. I'd rather be on my feet in this nasty shit drinking coffee than on my head in the other shit. So he gets in there, he gets his cup of coffee, he's drinking it, and then there's a whistle, and the voice says, All right, everyone, coffee breaks over. Back on your heads. Interesting. 
Let you know that there's coffee breaks in hell. Coffee transcends. <laughs> All right. I fucking love it. <laughs> That's actually a really good one. Thanks. Like I, I did not make that up. I'm sure. Not that you're not funny. <laughs> but it was a good joke, and I feel like more people have heard it. <laughs> have you ever heard it? No, which is why I'm happy that you told it, but... <laughs> I don't know why I responded the way I responded. Interesting. <laughs> You're like analyzing it. It's a fucking joke. Is that what you do when you go to stand-up comedy shows too? You're like, oh, interesting. Yeah, actually. <laughs> um, I just watched Neil Brennan's stand-up mm-hmm. um, on Netflix. And um, he has an interesting take because he is a very good at writing for comedy. And then he decided, like, oh, I'm writing all these jokes for other people. Why don't I just use them for myself? Uh And so that's what he's been doing. And so when you see him perform, it's very much so more of a psychological kind of a thought process than it is a comedy. Hmm. Okay. And I enjoy that. But I don't think that people take it for what it is. Yeah. Because it's, he deals with a lot of depression. Yeah. And I'm not sure, not sure if he sees a way out of his depression or rather he just sits in it and he's like, this is fine. Hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. But so to answer your question, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that is what do. You do. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why sometimes when we're watching um, comedies and everyone else is laughing, I'm just like, hmm. Right. See, I when it comes to stand-up, I do the laughing. I do my analysis when I'm at music concerts. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody likes to dance and mosh and shit, and I'm just like, wow, he has really great guitar technique. Yeah. I could learn a thing or two from watching this yeah, guy play. Yeah, I'm, I'm the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'd rather just take in the music and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like, wow, that guy is actually not a great guitar player. He's just there for lady boners. <laughs> Are you talking about cheering? No, I'm talking about uh, specifically one of the two guitar players from Taking Back Sunday. <laughs> not the one that does the singing. The other guy that yeah. was in front of us. Adam's a family man. He's fucking, he's yeah. there for lady boners. Yeah. He's yeah. not a great guitar like player. Watch, he's just a good looking dude. I like to watch the, the bands and see who's like actually trying to interact with the crowd. Mm-hmm. And even if they're not the front person, they're just like trying to like see who they can fuck. Right. Yeah. Like when I went to, um, what the fuck, what was it? Oh God. Um, that concert I went to like last February. Um, the sword. The sword? Yeah. The, the, the bassist was just fucking eye-fucking the crowd. Yeah, I mean, you know there's there's a rule about bands. What? The bass player has the biggest dick. That might be true. Nope. Yeah, because he's eye-fucking the crowd, but then I did like do the whole Zodiac thing, and he is a Scorpio. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, that makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. <laughs> Because, like, I was hella into it. Like, that's that's what got me through that concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what gets me through sometimes. Um, just analyzing the band and yeah. the crowd. And then I start thinking about myself and my place in the world and the universe. And then how small it is and how, like, wow, I'm just crazy. I'm just, like, in this little small space with all these people. And we're just, like, enjoying the music. And then, like, sometimes... 
people just kind of like interact with people differently depending on like where they are blah 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 i don't know mm-hmm. it's a whole thing i go through in my head yeah yeah and so like if it's not something that i'm that i wouldn't like normally listen to on my own i'm just in my head hallucinating hmm. as they say sure yeah <clears throat> i don't know there's too many things to think about and you're just giving me a space to think about things i'm gonna take it sure <laughs> yeah um, so I, I always have a good time and I'm never going to turn down a concert just because I don't know, not familiar with the music. Yeah, for sure. Cause like there's always something cool and there's also always something that I've not like known about or done. Sure. And so I love concerts for that, but then I also have time to think about my space, my, my place in space, <laughs> my place in space. And I don't get that when I'm just like in silence or like listening to my same old jams. Yeah. Um, it's so, I don't know. I have a very intimate relationship with music as I do with words, but it's, I analyze words. I don't necessarily analyze music. I just take it for what it is because yeah. it is what it is sometimes. But then I like fucking love lyrics and I hate just the fucking people just going riffing off of each other. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, can we can we get started? I want to know what the story is. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Okay, this I'll just take way too long to start a new song. <laughs> <laughs> so it's I don't know, it's weird. Um that was rant time with Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> rant time with Rachel. <laughs> um, so anyway, where was I? Okay, yeah. So, um, one second. I'm actually thirsty. One second. What? Oh, um, Salvador Dali is probably my favorite artist. Rachel got me a bunch of new posters. Well, replacement posters because my ex-wife folded mine when we were packing once. And I never forgive her. For anyone who likes art, they know that you should never fold Don't a poster. Don't fucking fold your posters. Um, but she didn't probably didn't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I got him two replacement posters and a new poster because yep. I um bought him something that he already had for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yep, that was a thing. New Christmas present. <laughs> Goodness. All right. Moving forward, have you ever heard of the Doomsday Clock? Uh, I know it was the opening track on the Smashing Pumpkins album Zeitgeist back in, what, 2007 or so? I'll Google that to make sure. All right. So while you're Googling, I'll explain what it's... It's got this fucking uh, sick drum intro. And then it just, like... Goes off. It's fucking great. <laughs> um, Zeitgeist. Oh, that sounds very Smashing German. Smashing Pumpkins. When did it come out? 2007. I was fucking right. Right on the money. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So they had different versions. Sorry, they had different versions of the <laughs> album that had different track orders and like extra songs, and each like Best Buy had their own version and target had their own version <laughs> and then there was the one that you got directly from the band that had everything on it mm-hmm. um so i think i got mine i can't remember where i got mine but it was the red copy whatever that was okay yeah anyway cool, cool beans 
Thank you. Um, so. I take it that's not what you were talking about, though. Oh, no, no, no. Absolutely not. Um, not to say anything bad about the Smashing Pumpkins. I've listened to one of their albums or yeah, two. Yeah, sure. They're really good. I like Melancholy that. and the Infinite Sadness is one of the greatest albums ever. Sure. I don't even really like the band too much, but that is a great album. You don't like Smashing Pumpkins? Not like, they're, I would never put them up there with like my favorite bands. Okay, because I just like Smashing, like. Do you like Smashing? Indeed. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I was trying to like find something that I like Smashing, but I'm like, can't smash people, but I like the act of Smashing. <laughs> anyway. Um, so the Doomsday Clock was established shortly after World War II. Um, due to the presence of nuclear weapons in the world. So, like, it was just, um, sorry, one second, I lost my, lost my train of thought. So, through the decades, the time has been adjusted forwards and backwards during those rare times of, like, peace. So, like, that's when they move it back. But then, like, in, like, times where things are kind of amping up and people are like, oh, people are being crazy again. Mm-hmm. That's when they move it forward a little bit. Yeah. I bring this up because the clock has been adjusted to be about 90 seconds until midnight. With midnight being the time of like total world decimation and destruction. Yeah, so it's, in essence, it's a clock that's just going to, um, just kind of like helps the world know how close we are to killing each other. In a way, yeah. So... The war in Ukraine, mostly, put this, um, but, like, this probably does not help, but, like, Iran just experienced a drone strike as of, um, February 1st on Wednesday, and no one is fessing up to the drone strike. Huh. Yeah. So, considering that it would bring, like, the United States into, like, a war zone again, but, like, on a more national state because of the war in Ukraine, because Russia... And Iran, they back each other. So it would be kind of a smear against Russia. Like, Russia would have to defend Iran, even though they're losing the war in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So, but it would become, like, a direct conflict there. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, what they are trying, like, there's whispers, since it's, like, no one's fessing up to it, there's whispers that... Israel did it, hmm. which would be the best possible outcome because I think the best possible outcome is if we were all more like Canada or Switzerland, sure, just kind of fucked off and did their own thing, yeah, yeah, um, sorry, I didn't mean to derail you there, oh no, it's totally fine, um, but it's the best option would be Israel if Israel did it because. Um, the worldly community has less to worry about other than like maybe if Iran wants to retaliate because if Israel did it it's just like Israel's just fucking fucking off yeah. like sure the world backs Israel sure but if Iran doesn't retaliate because there's no who did it then it's fine mm-hmm. but if they do retaliate then that's going to be more trouble so, um, I don't know much about foreign, foreign affairs. Sure. But I do not think that... Is that when you travel to France and find a lover there, but your wife is still in the States? You could say that. My wife. 
Still in state two. And I'm having a foreign affair. <laughs> I'm the minister of foreign affairs because I'm a priest that goes across countries and, and fucks everyone. And fucks everyone except for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm so sorry. A refill. Oh, dear. Um, I really just want to eat popcorn all day. Yeah. Anyway. You want to pause that for a second? All right. We've returned. Um, so what I wanted Speak to say. Speak for yourself. Oh, goodness. So <laughs> what I wanted to say, though, was like, um, it's, well, I guess the article that I read was saying that it was a smart tactical move if, if the drone strike actually did come from Israel. Mm-hmm. But... I wanted to say that it's similar to how they were getting weapons into Ukraine because they couldn't say specifically where the weapons were from. So they had to go through a lot of back channels and different routes to Mm -hmm. say that they're provided by Poland, they're provided by this place, they're provided by that place when the U.S. was the one giving them the shit. (laughs) And that's how it always is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Like how we funded the Taliban when they first started. Yeah, and then today I saw some um, on Good Morning Bad News. They were saying that there's a lot of American businesses who are funding Russia. Like, of yeah, course there is. Absolutely. Yeah. If there's money to be made, they're going to do they're it. They're going to find a way to do it. Yeah, money does not have a moral code. No. No. It doesn't have any fucking loyalty. No loyalty, no moral code. No. Um, also, in a similar vein, uh, earlier this week, they were, well, they weren't saying, they, they spotted and they're observing a um, a uh, Chinese, they're calling it a balloon. Yeah, the balloon. Yeah, they're calling it a balloon, but however, it's like four football fields long and um, it's just floating above the United States observing us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We shot it down. We shot it down. As of 10 minutes ago, CNN updated that they shot the balloon abc news 52 minutes on balloon shot down in u.s airspace developing story <laughs> some giant baby's like no my balloon i mean that's a scary time to be alive you know yeah so it's always been a scary time to be alive for sure, that's for sure. part of being human yeah but it's it's, <laughs> it's just, just every phase of humanity I'm just, is just another fucked up thing i'm just really confused at like why that went on, you know? Where was it? It was like over Montana or some shit? It was over the mid-United States. Like, yeah. it was... Yeah. Um, and... Kansas City. Kansas City, <laughs> yeah. Fucking watch out for... I wonder what Mark and Peter Mark would and have Pete, to watch say out. about this balloon. Um, wonder if they saw it. No, it's just like... We live in a time where we're at the precipice of war... On a global stage yet again, which no one expected to have, to have like this time again in their lives. You know what I mean? There's still grandparents out mm. there who have experienced World War Two, and they, like, I don't know, I don't know. A balloon. It's terrifying. A fucking for me. balloon. You know what that means? <clears throat> There's actually some sort of fucking stealth sh- ship, like stealth aircraft up there that we can't detect Quite that's yet. actually spying somewhere else and the balloon was just a decoy because who sends a fucking balloon no, what is this 1890 that's actually really accurate yeah that's actually really accurate <laughs> like 
<laughs> what the I, fuck? I, on a fun note, I um read when I was preparing for my podcast, I don't think I actually ended up adding it into the podcast because it didn't have enough, like, meat. But um, they have... They had theorized that the pyramids were raised by a kite. I did not research (laughs) into it. No, 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 no. I did not research into it and how, like, that could have been done. But the researchers who had the research to do it, they were like, well, okay, well, let's test it out. So they raised, like, a 6,500 wall with a kite. It only took them, like, less than a minute. Ethan's Googling it again. What the fuck? He is my fact I, check. I, according to Wilkie okay. Windrick, an assistant professor of Egyptian archaeology at UCLA, no evidence ex- exists that kites were used to build the pyramids. Okay, see. But when you said kites, I mean, obviously kites and balloons are different, but I'm still like in balloon mode because what the fuck? He's in balloon mode. So I'm imagining these, <laughs> these Egyptians building the pyramids with like... Huh. <laughs> like you know the, the movie up yeah <laughs> like kind of like this hella balloons <laughs> lifting these huge bricks <laughs> and putting them in place <laughs> it's having a good time like, what the fuck a balloon a balloon okay yeah alright well thank you for fact checking me yeah, you I'm might. happy I didn't add that actually in. I just no. thought that was like, an interesting kind of tip. well I mean I appreciate that you bring up all these like fucking things that make me say what the fuck and I look them up I'm like okay some of them are like alright that's legit like Aaron Rodgers and his ayahuasca hat man thing <laughs> and then there's like kites to build the pyramid that sounds like bullshit they're really trying for it though <laughs> yeah alright so moving on um this one's kind of a cute one for you um, so a cute one for me. Oh, thank you. I you try my best. <sighs> thank you, genetics. Thanks, mom, dad. <laughs> um, well, it's, I guess it's cute if you care about kids. <laughs> <laughs> so the Republicans will love it. No, at least until they're born. I didn't say fetuses. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. You did say kids not or ovums. I said kids. They're they're out of the womb. <laughs> you have to take care of them now. Right. Um. But according to BBC News, a four-year-old was accepted into the Britain's Ninza program, which is the program that they have for, like, kids who are talented in terms of, like, they have a high IQ, so they seem to be geni- as gen- geniuses. Gotcha. Um, um, he was accepted into the Ninza program. At after, four? At four, after teaching himself how to read as a toddler. What the fuck? According to his family, he learned to read when he was just over two years old. It's like 16 months. What the fuck? And he counts to 106 different languages, not including his own. What? Yeah. No shit. And his parents report that that now he's kind of starting to figure out that his friends can't read. And that's confusing to him. Well, maybe he can start his own little toddler school and teach his friends how to read in six different languages. He's going to be very disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just. Oh thought... boy, he's going to be one of those kids that doesn't have any friends because he's surrounded by idiots all the time. Yeah. Or he dumps himself down to like <coughs> appear normal. To, right. Yeah, yeah. That's the tragic thing about those situations mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Is people not uh, fully embracing their their potential because they're surrounded by people that. Yeah, I went to. Just creative My, or intelligent one of what people what one of one person that i would have considered like one of my best friends in elementary school and um we um 
Yeah, because we went, ended up going to college classes together in high school. Um, he was very smart, and he actually helped me learn some difficult words in first grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up having to yell at him once in high school because we were taking college classes because we were both, like doing this running start program where we could earn college credit. And then, like, if we did it correctly, which I didn't, but um, we could, instead of, like, taking the junior and senior year in um, high school, we would have taken junior and senior year, technically, in college, but it would have been, like, the two-year program, and we would have earned our associates at the same time that we earned our high school diploma. Uh-huh. And we were doing that. And he was just, like, fucking off. And he, after he had told me that, like, he's in, like, calculus. Uh-huh. And in high school in calculus, which, you know, sometimes isn't that, like, big of a deal, whatever. But he was just kind of fucking off. And he was just telling me how, like, he could just look at something and he can tell you what was on the page. Just for memory. Huh. And like photographic memory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you are just fucking your life up right now. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, right. And he's like, I'm just, he's like, yeah, we were just, he was just skipping class. Like, we had actual yeah. class. Just, like, incredibly brilliant, but no drive. And yeah. Motivation whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and he made me so fucking mad. I yelled at him. Right. And then we stopped being friends. And then friends there's people that, that are like doing their best and like working so fucking hard because they're not naturally gifted. Yeah. And they just work so fucking hard. And it's still it's still so hard for them. Yeah. Yeah, and then like a couple of years later, I ran into him again, and he's like, "Yeah, you were right. I don't know why I wasn't like applying myself, but like, yeah." I'm like, "Yeah, you're fucking smart, you bitch." Like. <laughs> Like, your brain is something that I wish I had. Yeah. Like, stop. Well, yeah, because I remember in first grade, we were having to, like, um, spell a word, and I just could not get it correct. And so I ended up, like, having to stay late into my recess, and he he stayed late with me. Yeah. And he was like, well, so let's sound it out together. And he taught me how to say that word. I don't remember what the fucking word was. Yeah. It was probably, like, spaghetti or some shit. But, Yeah. And I got so mad at him. Like, stop wasting your fucking intelligence. Yeah. Because there's people out there that wish that they had that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, I feel bad for the little kid, though. Like, fucking, why are my two four-year-old friends not able to read? Right. That's really funny. Um, and then... Okay, yeah. This is not the cute one. Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> to just, I don't know, I just felt like in a really cute mood this week. Well, you know, balance. Yeah. There's, there's balloons flying over our country getting shot down. We've dealt with some dark stuff and some serious stuff. It's yeah, time for some sure. cute stuff. If you care about kids. I'm sorry if you don't care about kids because, like, this is. I just... don't care about children. You say it like that, but I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Um. So there's a kid um, from Cumberland, Rhode Island, who caught Santa Claus. I know this is coming a little late because, like, the Christmas season's now over and no one cares about it, but... Christmas lives in your heart all year. That's not true. Um, it's what they but, taught me in all the Christmas movies. But, so she was able, and they, they let her submit DNA evidence. So, like, she found some cookies that he had left over because he didn't fucking finish his cooking, his cookie plate. Mm-hmm. Like a fucking cunt. Yeah. Yeah, but, like... I think Who didn't finish their cookies? Again... You know, he's eating, like, millions of cookies. Yeah. Like, give the like, guy why a break. Is, like, <clears throat> maybe you shouldn't take over 
pagan holidays and make some fucking old man eat fucking cookies. <laughs> How rude is that? He's gonna die of diabetes. Oh god. Hmm. Um, oh, that's the only day. Night. That's the only day he eats sugar. That's too much. Just a sugar coma. That's why he's able to stay up all night. Yeah. Meth. Crack. Meth and sugar. Um, sugar. So I almost want to eat one of these, but I'm almost horrified by them. Really? Is yeah, that, I don't know. Just, it, that sounded good I'll, for a second. No, no. If open it, I'll finish it. No, I'm alright. Um, so it's he just wants. So we were at the store last night, and he's like, "Do you want anything like a zebra cake?" And I grabbed a strawberry shortcake because they are my one of my favorites. I almost grabbed the fudge round, which he would not have approved of because what? it's just the fudge rounds. I would have eaten that instead of those. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Noted. Um, you know how much I love chocolate. <laughs> I didn't mean it like <laughs> that, Rachel. <laughs> um. <laughs> the way you said it, though. <laughs> you know how much I love chocolate. <laughs> Goodness. Um, but, uh, so, so I grabbed the strawberry, strawberry shortcakes, thinking that, like, they're going to be more acceptable and easier to eat, but no one likes them except for me. And that's fine. I'll eat them. But no, he doesn't want to eat any. And now no. he's playing with his hair. I am playing with my hair. Um, anyway, let's get back on topic. Um, so the kid was able to pass that like DNA evidence to law enforcement. And then they <coughs> passed. Excuse me? Yeah. They passed that information onto state officials. The information is still inconclusive because it's an ongoing investigation. Uh-huh. So, um, we'll find you, Santa. <laughs> Apparently, that's what we're fucking doing. It's gonna be his mom. Or his dad. Her dad. Moms don't do it all. This can't, this can't be real. Sometimes they have parents they, that help the, each other. The authorities have to be humoring him. Oh, absolutely. It's a girl. Okay. Yeah. Her. Yeah, Sorry. absolutely. No no actual adult, hopefully, believes in Santa. Yeah. Hopefully. Because it's just your parents, and your parents need recognition for busting their asses and having to fucking buy you presents. Yeah. Just to prolong this fucking stupid-ass holiday. When you could just watch movies and hang out with your family and actually appreciate each other. Yeah. But, okay. Let's... Let's buy shit instead. Let's not cook or have any family time. We'll just buy shit and hide in our rooms. It's fine. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that wasn't me venting. That's just how it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how it is. Um, <coughs> all right. <coughs> okay, so yeah, this last one. Kind of. Well, I guess it's the last one, but it's not really the last one because, like, I wrote so much about it. Um... This last one kind of goes along with my whole theory about the Middle East because there's so much conflict in the Middle East and I feel like mm-hmm. there's hiding things there because uh-huh. it is like the... There's got to be some reason that people have been fighting there since the beginning of fucking time. Other than them just being there, you know? Sure. Like there's got to be something that's actually there they're fighting over that we just don't know about. Besides oil? Besides oil. Because it's and like, Dick Cheney's dignity. It's like what your friend was saying about the ley lines. Because, like, it's not not true. Sure. Was that Andre? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh-huh. I was going to say, I don't think any of my friends would talk about that except for Andre. Oh, yeah. It was in the, the hotel room after the concert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean to tell me that Andre was talking about that stuff after we were doing mushrooms at a concert? <laughs> I, I, I played the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I said we as in me and Andre. Okay. I don't know what you were doing. I did not do anything. I was like, oh, okay, well, I don't know if you want to put that on the air. I don't give but, a fuck. Okay. What are they going to do? I mean, yeah, it is legal in in Oregon. Um, also, it. I think I read somewhere that it's going to be, it's up for debate and being legalized. I want to say it was in like New in Zealand or something. Canada. Shit. Um, I think it's Canada. Well, you can have up to like two and a half grams of whatever. Not obviously fentanyl, but like a combined amount, it can yeah. succeed. Yeah, legal yeah. use of psilocybin in Oregon. Um. So, um, there's this about 200 or so page book that was discovered in 1500 BC, the 15th century, um, and it's called the Voynich. Manuscript? Have you heard of this? Sorry, what? The Voynich Manuscript? No. No? It's, an, it's a very interesting piece. Um, so it was discovered, and it's um, written in, in a known language. Uh-huh. And it seems to be possibly created in code. Like, But it, they've not been able to break the code, uh-huh. considering that they don't know the key, because they don't know the language. Oh, it's language Poo 90. What's that? It's. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Last night when I was writing this, Ethan, like, or no, the cat. No, it was the on. dog. Was it? It was Bigby. She oh. was, like, pawing at you, trying to get your attention, and she oh. tapped on your keyboard and wrote something in your notes. <laughs> language Poo 90. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote P0090. Oh, nine zero. Yeah. <laughs> Poo 90. Yeah, I see it there. <laughs> Goodness, I forgot all about it. Yep. <sighs> Language Poo 90. Um, the vo- yeah, so the Voynich Manuscript is, un- is virtually unsolvable. The Voyage Night Manuscript is virtually unsolvable because scientists and archaeologists and the like are unable to, like, actually, like, figure out what fucking language it is, so they're not able to decipher its contents. Um, so, but the, what makes it more confusing is the manuscript kind of consists of colorful illustrations of plants, um, astrological diagrams, naked female figures for a reason Uh. that I don't know, um, bathing in elaborately plumed pools of green water. Hmm. Yeah. I think the green water is kind of interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, like, the Voynich manuscript is an oddity in the science community, but the green water kind of points to a thing, um, because, um, oh, God. How weird. In the 12th... I'm looking at pictures of it. Oh, yeah. I'm listening, but I'm, yeah. I'm looking at pictures yeah. of it. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, it's a really weird thing. So, the, um... In the 12th century, there were two little kids that just appeared. No one really knows where they're from, but they just fucking appeared. And they had tinted green skin. Um, 
and these were called and considered the, the green children of Woolpit in Suffolk, England. The story has like always been based in some truth. So like there's actually like people you can go to or books you can go to and like they'll document this information. Or they have documented this information so you can mm. read it. So, um, the kids were... I can't read what I'm writing. Sorry. Or I can't read what I'm talking. Um, the two children were... Sorry, he was trying to show me a thing about the... the There's a second Chinese surveillance balloon over South America. Huh. Yeah. Maybe... How do you know that's from China? Well, because it's the same kind of fucking balloon. Boop! Made in China? Well, how do well, they know that one's made in China? It's probably got fucking Chinese on the side of it or something. I don't know. Is There's just like another one poop, in South America. Little label they originally side, claimed little tag. That, <clears throat> that these balloons were for... Uh, they were meteorology balloons. Like, they were studying the weather and they got off course. Do you need to study the weather anymore in 2023? Yeah. I mean, climate change is a thing, so I suppose. It could be true. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Um, sorry. Um... Sorry, listeners. So, um, the kids were brought in, and they were, like, you know, being taken care of, and they wouldn't eat normal people food, but they would only eat, like, um, some, like, beans, and then, like, eventually they started eating normal people food, and the boy passed away, but the more they ate, the less green their skin appeared to be. Hmm. Um, but they spoke in an unknown language and would only eat certain foods. Voina cheese. What? Voina cheese. What? Voina cheese. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, maybe. Um, so I think that might may, may be connected. Maybe there's like a weird um, wall between our world and their world. And there's something that like we um, don't just don't know about. Mm-hmm. Um... So, the girl, since she survived and lived on, was able to describe her homeland more the older she got. And she described, like, a land that, like, the nev- the sun never shined on and appeared to, like, always be, like, twilight. Um, she reported that everything was green and it was called St. Martin's Land. Huh. Um, I, I just wonder if the two may be connected. Um, there's also, like, another story, but I didn't write it down. But I'm just going to go for memory, so I apologize in advance because I don't know what it's called. But there was a man, and he had been um, taking a flight for business, and he stopped by a Homeland Security kind of thing, and they were like, oh, yeah, present me your passport. And so he did, and it was from a land that they had no idea of. And they would go back and forth because, like, the the security obviously thought that he had a fake ID Uh or a fake passport. And he's like, no, this is where I'm from. And he was able to pull out all this money from like where he was going because I think he was going to Japan and he was able to pull out money from like his homeland and he was able to state things and like things that were like commonly happening at that same time like in the our modern world that was still happening in his <coughs> modern world uh-huh. but he was not from our world is what the consensus ended up being gotcha um so they they uh, they uh, they apprehended him and they left him in a room for questioning, and they brought out like a whole map and was like, "Tell me where you're from," and he was like, um, "Give me a map that works. That my homeland's not on your map." And they're like, "Exactly." And he's like, "Well, I'm from this area here, 
which ended up being like master like the um it's like Alexander the Great Macedonia yeah area and um thank you for that thank yeah, you for you knowing bet. that yeah you bet um and they're like no that's that's not true because this happened here and this happened here so like that's your place doesn't isn't doesn't exist and he's like okay but it he's like bitch does this is my this is my family I can call my boss right now and they're like no we're we and they're just like super confused and they left him in the room and he ended up disappearing <laughs> what yeah he just fucking disappeared like like not normal disappearing but like just kind of like faded and no one knows where he is <laughs> so, weird yeah um i'll have to look up what that's called fucking thanos um, snapping people out of ex- all right so i looked it up and it's called the mystery man mystery of the man from torrid so you can look it up and you can like learn from it but that's basically what it was um but um <laughs> Yeah, so I just think that those two are connected, and those three, I guess, are connected, and there's more to our world than what we've been taught. Hmm. I'm just trying to conspiracy theorist over here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you yeah. might as well. Yeah, no well, one knows shit about well, dicks. So. it started from like me just like teaching you about astrology, and then me teaching you about just things that are kind of crazy that happened. That are, like, so now we're going to be uh, living in a basement with aluminum foil hats. Yeah, because like now <laughs> I'm like just looking into things that are like happening right now in our current world that are just like, huh. <laughs> and there are balloons getting shot out of the sky. <laughs> from different nations. <laughs> he thinks it's funny. I'm like, that's fucked what up. What is a fucking balloon? It's fucked up, my guy. Uh, it's like, it's... I need to stop calling you my guy. Um, I mean, you are my guy, but like... Not like in that way. Um, my daughter started calling me my guy. Did she really? Yeah. That's funny. Like, what are you doing? Oh, just watching YouTube, my guy. <laughs> like, okay. Cool. <laughs> You know what it is? You're just the guy. I'm just going to get a name tag that says my guy on it. Everyone can just refer to me as such. <laughs> What's that Hi, name? welcome to the blurbs. I'm your host, my guy. <laughs> um, it's not like that. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm just being Goodness, dramatic. it's fine. Um, Maybe the only dramatic one of the bunch. Uh, that's true. I have to take the burden sometimes. I think we take good turns. Do we? Yeah. Cause like in December, I try to do like the typical man thing and just keep everything bottled up. Inside. You need to stop doing that. <laughs> I saw this advertisement for BetterHelp, and it's like a mustache is no place to hide your emotions. I'm like bullshit. Is that what you? That's like the best place to keep your emotions is in your mustache. No, because you can see them. <laughs> you do a certain thing with your face. I know. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, those who know me know, but okay. those who don't don't have a clue, and that's that's who it's for. All right. <laughs> Okay. My poker face is for them. Like the lady that carded us yesterday when we were buying beer at the store. And Rachel didn't have her wallet, so we couldn't buy beer. And I did my best to not get upset. Well, I I just went straight poker face. Well, I was like, I've been here multiple times and I've had my wallet. And they just looked at Ethan because he's got gray in his beard. And was like, yeah, you guys are good. And then so type in, well, no, no, one person just asked me what my birth date was. Yeah, for sure. And then I was like, do you just even want to see my ID? Like, oh, yeah, I guess. Right. Well, I mean, and I had to remind myself that she was doing her job, and I got accustomed to everyone else there not, not doing, doing their, their job. job. 
So you yeah. can't, I mean, that it's her fucking job. That's what her job is. So I, I'm not going to get too upset. It's just, I do have gray in my beard. And it's silly that I couldn't buy beer yesterday. It was very silly. But then I thought about it. But you do look a lot younger than you are. Yes. But then I also thought about it because I was wearing a tie-dyed hoodie. And then I I don't know if she knew, but I was also wearing my high school pants. (laughs) So. She's like, that's exactly what she thought. She's like, you know, that girl's wearing her pants from high school still. I bet you this guy's a sleazebag and he's dating a younger woman. I mean, it's a hundred and something miles away from where we were. Sure. So, like, it's, it's, it's hard to know if she would know, but I thought about that when we were getting into the car. I was like, fuck, I should She not. happens to be from the place that you're from. <laughs> could happen. Without name dropping. It could happen. Um, but that's all I have for you today, my dearest listeners. I know I've promised guests, and they will come. It's just hard to pick out... Or pinpoint actual dates and time. Sure. So we'll figure it out next time. Um, thank you, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, evening, month, year. I will be there for you. Oh my goodness! Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>